Attention on deck. You're about to take command. Welcome to The Bunker with Andy Burroughs, Freddie Ham, and Andy Lockhart. Welcome, everybody, back to The Bunker. This is episode 46. I am your host, Freddie Ham. Joining me, as always, is the Prime Minister of Washington Commanders Football, Mr. Andy Burrows, and the Scouser, Mr. Andy Lockhart. What's up, guys? Good evening. Good afternoon, Freddie. How the bloody hell are you, my friend? Thanks for coming into your own podcast. Good, we appreciate man. it. Andy boy? I'm good. Yeah, dealing I'm good, with man. domestic stuff. Yeah, no, you're a, you're a busy man. But boys, this is boys, the last this... episode. Well, right. Domestic. Last, yeah. <laughs> This is the uh, this is the last episode of Women's Month. Uh, we've had some great guests this month, but we save gonna, the best for we last. Say if you're gonna we have Women's OG. Month, we've got the OG, one of my best friends in the entire world. It's only my good friend, Miss Shelley Jordan. Shelley, how are you, my friend? Oh, what an introduction! Thanks, guys. I a- am happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm honored. No, it is our honor to have you, Shelly. It's good to podcast with you again. Uh, I know. It's, it's been it's too good. long, my friend. Way yeah, too I know. Long. It's either that or I FaceTime you drunk out my skull at two o'clock in the morning. So, you know, oh, well, that hasn't yeah. been that long. Yeah, yeah. No, that was a couple of weeks ago. But hey, hey that's not for the podcast. <laughs> that, can, that can maybe be for another day. But let's talk some uh, Washington football. Freddie, I know you're a busy man and we haven't got you for long today. You've got to go off and be a super dad as always. But uh, the big news this week, uh, Shelly, we'll start with you. I know me and you have had many any uh, ownership discussion about this Washington football team, the Washington commanders, whatever the bloody hell you want to call us. Um, apparently this week, the breaking news was that Dan Snyder is stopping Jeff Bezos putting in a bid for the Washington commanders. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. It seems to be doing the news cycle. It's There's no football to talk about. So I guess they've got to talk about something. Shelley, what do you make of the news this week? I just, it's just exhausting, isn't it? It's exhausting. Dan, I mean, are we shocked? No, because he's, he's that petty. He's that small of a man. Um, I don't know what to make of it as far as, you know, I don't understand if the NFL can actually allow this. I mean, doesn't that devalue the other teams? I mean, if future sales, I mean, Seattle's going to be, you know, coming up for sale soon. And I would think it would devalue the the other teams. I mean, this sets the market. It's just like wide receivers setting the market, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's the way I look at it. I This isn't like the housing market, in my opinion, you know. Um, I understand. I understand. Somebody said he can he can turn down. It's just like a somebody not wanting to sell to somebody if, if they're wanting to buy your house. Mm. But it's not like that to me. There's other people involved in this to me because he's setting the market for other NFL owners, in my opinion. So, again, I feel like – sorry, I'm trying to keep my dog – I don't know if you guys can hear her, but I'm trying to keep Sunny happy too. So she's hearing my voice. She's like, "There's my friend." Yeah, if you hear her, it's it's not me, it's her. 
But um, <laughs> it's not me, it's you. That's why we're splitting yeah. up. No, it's yeah, been so I'm many years. We just can't go on. Happy. <laughs> but anyways, I just feel like he's messing with their money too. And if that's not a reality, um, I I just don't know how that works in the long run. But you know, to me and everybody else, it seems like Be- Bezos would have been the highest bidder, and he's he's attempting to block that because he's petty. Um, it, it, I don't know. It's 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 vintage Dan. It's classic Dan. I'm not it's, shocked, but it's what he does. I don't know what yeah. No. It's Ready. It was like a lot was made out this week. Of obviously, like with that breaking breaking news, it was. I suppose it was news that um, Bezos allegedly can't um, bid to be the commander's new owner. A lot was made that Dan Snyder wasn't at the Eric uh, Bieniemy uh, press conference, and Jason Wright um, that he was asked about what is going on with the sale of the uh, of the team, and he said, "Well, it's just progressing." Uh, do we all think that that speaks volumes to what's happening within the team and within the organization? That you know, a sell is going to happen, but maybe Freddie, it's not going to be to everyone. A lot of people seem to want Bezos. I mean, I'm not really too fussed who takes over the commanders as long as Dan Snyder's not still staying around, and you know, we can finally move on from this saga. Don't get me wrong; I don't want some flipping wielding axe murderer to come in and take over the organization organization um you know but i'm not I, a lot of people seem to be hooked up on bezos i mean there's other people that are interested freddie what did you make of the whole news this week obviously we had that news we had jason wright saying things are moving forward you know it's a slow news week we kind of have to talk about this kind of thing but what did you make of it well i mean th- as far as the jason wright thing he's going to give the political answer mm-hmm. i mean it's just the position that he's in you know what i mean um and i like jason wright i think Everyone that I know that's interacted with him or had any kind of interaction with him on any sort of level, whether it be in person, on Zoom, whatever. And I mean, and you know, you and I have talked to him on Zoom. We met him in person, and he, you know, he, by all accounts, you know, he's a, he's a really genuine guy, he is. Um, and he's really working towards the betterment of this franchise. I think in a, in a lot of ways, in, in spite of Dan Snyder, but you know, he's he's in a position where, like, you know, obviously he's he's not going to criticize Dan Snyder because he can't. Still and his that's boss not for really. Now. I mean, and 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 there's nothing there's nothing going to help this team and there's nothing going to help him uh, speaking whatever his true feelings are towards Dan Snyder, whatever they may be. Uh, but I mean, the, the Jason Wright thing aside, you know, cause that's, that's minor, the Jeff Bezos thing. And I am one of these people who is very, very in the Jeff Bezos boat. And that's for two reasons. Okay. Mm-hmm. One, I truly believe he would be a hands off owner. He would want to have the best football people making football and personnel decisions and he would just, and his job is just to bankroll everything. I think he would take that approach. And I think that's important in an owner. I don't want an owner like a Jerry Jones, who's, you know, like playing, he's playing fantasy football in real life. You know what I mean? I don't want that. And then the other thing is with Bezos, and don't get me wrong, you know, a lot of these cats, they got money, but listen, Jeff Bezos is like the second, third richest man uh, on the planet with how much he's worth. The commanders would have unlimited resources. We wouldn't have to worry about having a cheap owner. And that's that's important. That means a lot. A lot of people think, yeah. oh, because there's a salary cap, it doesn't matter. No, there are cheap teams and there are teams that aren't cheap. Cincinnati Bengals, cheap team. Why were they the shits for so for so long? Because they didn't want to pay anybody. Same thing happened uh, with the Rams in the, in the 80s and into the mid-90s. They didn't want to pay anyone. That's why Eric Dickerson fucking left that team back in the 80s. Um, so I, I don't want that issue, right? 
Um, and with Bezos, you would have neither of those issues. And the report coming out, yeah, oh, Dan Snyder is just being petty, so he's just going to shut him out. I 100% will believe that. Absolutely, because he's that fucking petty. As Shelley said, he's that he's that small of a man. Mm. Okay, I don't I don't even like calling him a man, really, because <laughs> um, he's just he's he's like a petulant fucking child. Um, but the, something that I want a lot of people to understand, and Shelley was talking about this too. He's not under any obligation to sell to anybody that he doesn't want to. He can sell to anybody. That he wants. He can take less money if he wants. I know how you know that adversely affects the league, but the, the issue is is that he's looking into a sale right now by his own accord. Now, if we get to the league meeting in March and there's a vote to where they're forcing Snyder out, then it becomes different. Then it becomes a situation where the league has more control over the next owner of the team, but we're not at that point yet. And yeah, I do believe that Snyder's petty enough to say, you know what? No, F Jeff Bezos. I'm going to sell this team. I'm going to sell it to somebody else. And I'm going to sell it before the league forces me to sell it so I can sell it to whoever I damn well please. And to be honest with you, he doesn't give a shit how that affects the market for the rest of the teams because he'll be out. He'll because he'll, he'll be, be out of the league. He'll be out of the league. He'll be off on his job. He'll have his he'll have his six billion dollars, <laughs> whatever the hell it is, and tell everybody to kiss his ass. And also, I know that this is batshit fucking crazy insane, but we've seen you know all kinds of weird shit go on in this league and i'm sorry that i'm cussing so much in this episode but well, hey, shelly's here it's only right i i still i'm yeah. i'm like with i'm with andy on this i wouldn't put it past anybody for us to be getting to otas and dan snyder is still the owner of this team say, i've been saying this honestly month. Oh, fuck no i don't hey, want you i've been saying i don't want it i don't want it more than than anybody else does and i missed this at the beginning of the show i did want to get this in here because I'm probably going to have to leave you guys in a minute, but I did want to say, Shelly, it's so good to have you back on. It's oh, good to hear your voice. Buddy. You don't have good your camera you. on, but that's I cool. Don't, no. I think the I think the last time I saw you was at the was at the Chargers game the season before, I think. Yeah. So, but we had yeah, a good time, I'm right? Yeah. Cleaning and doing laundry today, so I look I look a mess. So I was gonna. Well, we uh, we appreciate your opinion and your tweets, and you're you're one of the best voices. So to wrap it up and put a bow on on Women's Month here in the bunker, we could not have had a better guest than you. Oh well, thank you. I appreciate you guys having me. I you know I need to come on more. I love talking football. So yeah, I'll, no, it's uh, your I kind of even though I kind of stole your spot. No, well, I kind of gave it up. So yeah, it you're nowhere <laughs> near. You're nowhere near as good looking as Shelley, no, Freddy, but no, you know you're no. fucking new, I suppose. <laughs> Jesus, I ain't, um, much, um, I ain't much to look at. No, yeah, I ain't much to look at, mate. If, uh, if, Scouse... if you turn the camera off, if you turn the camera yeah, off, turn the camera off, mate. It might be a lot bloody better. But uh, he, yeah, there he goes. He's turned it off. Um, Andy, what did you make of the news uh, this week? Obviously, I know a lot of people saying it's a slow news week and what's going on with the team and stuff. Um, I, well, like Freddie said, and like I've said for the last couple of weeks, and one of the questions uh, that come in for the for the show today was, um, would the world come to an end if Snyder's decide not to sell? Man, this is Dan Snyder, right? I oh, wouldn't be. I would not oh, be. Yeah. I. It would be the most Snyder thing, and I. I know she hasn't got a camera on, but I know the faces that she's pulling right now. It would be the most Dan Snyder thing to go. Do you know what? All right then, league meeting. I'll wait till March. Let's see if you can make me leave this team it, he'll dig his heels in a billionaire doesn't need any more money you know what i mean he's gonna no matter what he's either gonna be sitting on his boat with six billion extra or 
he's going to be sitting on his boat thinking, ah, oh, fuck these lot. I'm still, I'm just going to stay. You know what I mean? And that would well, be how petty he would be. What did you think of what you saw this week? Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I totally agree. Um, I think when you, I said what you mentioned before, billionaires don't need any more money. It's true, they don't. But what they do like is power. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that this is definitely a power play from from Dan right now, saying, "Yeah, say make me. Sell, f- can you get twenty four owners to, to 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 side with you lot to force me out in a vote?" And I think that's the I think that's that that's the way he's going to play it. We always knew it wasn't going to go smooth. We always knew that because it is Dan Snyder, he is going to try and slow it down or mess it up in any way he can to try and you know to try and basically fuck over the fan base again. Mm. One you more know, time before he goes. Exactly one more F you, you know, mm-hmm. to, to us. Um so I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that and and I'm I mean I, I've said on, on other pods as well that I think Bezos should, would be the next owner. However, I think they've gone about it the wrong way. I think I think um we knew the animosity between Dan and him because of the Washington Post and all the kind of you know um basically peeling back all the, the horribleness that was going on. Um, and obviously left Dan Snyder in a shit with all that. So I knew there was going to be some animosity between them two if they if Bezos ever wanted to try and buy it. Mm. And obviously this is what we found out right now. But I think um, what he should have done really is kind of like been a silent partner somewhere with somebody else and somebody else was mm. headlining it. You know, like maybe a, a McConaughey or a, a Jay-Z or something like all that. Right, but, all he's, right, but he's all the right. main... But he's the main investor. To see me, like you can't, you don't know who he is. Mm. But we didn't do that. We didn't do that. Way he's out in the open, and now it's like, well, Dan's like, well, fuck you. You know what I mean? So mm. uh, um, I just can't. I just can't see it now. To be fair, unless the NFL actually make him pick Bezos, which again is ridiculous. Because yeah, day, that's, he, yeah, that's... He does own. He does own this property. Do you know what I mean? This is mm. his asset. Yeah. So, yeah, you can't um, make like Shelley said yeah. earlier. It's not like you, know. you can't make someone sell your house. Um, Shelley, exactly. do you think we said on last week's uh, show, um, if you listen to it, um, Biennemi coming in the door, do you think he had assurances about ownership? Because I can't see him leaving a Super Bowl winning team and a really well run organization, you know, and everyone says, and a lot of outlets have said this week, oh, it's a risk going to the commanders, you know, it's risky on the football aspect side of it. But, you know, I've got every, I think that man's got the ability to turn us around, you know, an already good offense. He's got the ability to make us a great offense. However, do you think he was influenced or do you think he, like Andy, I think Andy said in last week's show that he's been given a heads up on what's happening off the field. I I assumed I would assume that he he was. I mean, that's the way it appears from the outside looking in, right? That mm-hmm. because all of a sudden, you know, Dan and Tanya put up the team for sale, supposedly, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's how it it appears, and then we get somebody of EB's cal- caliber, right? So uh, it 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 has all the illusion and appearances of that he it's it's like smoke and mirrors guys and I don't know what to believe. So it until he actually sells I won't believe it. But I still think he's going to sell. I do, it would be completely apocalyptic and nuclear if he does not sell. Because this would be the final straw for so many fans. This would be it. Like, for him to do this, for him to go this far and then pull the rug out at the last minute and not go through with it would be completely apocalyptic. EB 
would not be able be enemy the higher be enemy does not save him does not save the franchise from this it would be apocalyptic the only thing that i can think that the nfl is saving in their back pocket is that mary joe white report because that still has not come out yet mm. so that's the only thing that i think you know this there's still a lot that could play out so let's just stay tuned i guess you know the snyder drama continues i can't wait for the day to where we don't talk about this motherfucker so he's out of our lives i just want him out of out of our lives like we need this dark cloud out from over us we need mm. this over but i yeah. but at the same time i don't want just any owner it would be nice to have you know somebody with cash flow like mm. freddie said um i don't want a house poor owner yeah, it is. It is kind of like building a really nice house and putting in a swimming pool and a jacuzzi and a massive telly and everything. Yeah, but you, I mean, you haven't you put have... a roof. You haven't put a roof on the building. You know what you I mean? So that's what that's what Washington needs. You know, what yeah. I mean? you the electric. You can't yeah. afford the electric. Can't afford the electric. <laughs> you know what I mean? He he, he will always be a cloud yeah. over this organization. He has been since I've been mm -hmm. a fan, since Andy, since you've been a fan, Shelley. Obviously, you've seen him come into the organization. You were a fan growing up. He has been the dark cloud hanging over this organization. I mean, there's probably going to be a lot of media outlets that are going to be pissed off if he goes because you know what are they going to bash us with you know what i mean they'll have to actually talk about our football record for a change or you know you know what we're doing on the field there's so many i've read seen so many reports this week and um tv stations and radio stations bad mouthing the enemy already why have you left the kansas city chiefs to go to the uh, uh, an organization like the washington commanders well he's left because thankfully we've got people like a ron rivera and a jason wright and a, and a marty herney and good people trying you know it's like they're it's like they're swimming against the tide constantly with dan snyder and dan snyder being that tide and they are trying their level best and jake yeah I get that Jason Wright can't. He's never, ever going to come out in public. And like when they asked him this week, what's going on with the cell? Like he said, the cell of any organization or anything is the most private thing you will ever do. As much as people want to speculate in the media, is it Bezos? Is it Jay-Z? Is it Matthew McConaughey? You know, is it blooming? Is it Joe Bloggs down the street? You know, it's, it's never, ever going to come out until it has to. And the Washington commanders aren't that stupid. Gone are the days of Bruce Allen and everyone else sending more leaks to the um, to the newspapers than the Titanic. You know, them days <laughs> have gone. You know what I mean? So it is watertight right now. And I'm glad it's watertight because until this thing is done and dusted, I don't want Jason or anyone else to speak on it and just say, look, it's moving forward. That was key. And all he said was in the week, it's moving forward. So it's happening. It's just when, who... And how it happens is going to be another well, thing. Well, it's but, not you know. necessarily watertight. Boy, they, they definitely leaked that uh, Bezos was blocked, didn't they? Yeah, but who leaked it? No one from the, no one from the organization. But no one from the organization has said, well, Jeff Bezos can't buy it. It's to that I think that come out on was it NBC Washington or it come out on some someone it's all tweeted over it. the place now. It is, but you'll never. But what I'm saying is you'll never hear it from anyone within our organization because they're you not going to talk about the organization it. Organization leaked it, Andy. That's what I'm saying. I'd be very, very surprised if they huh? did. I mean, it might be the most. It could be. You could be right. It could be a Dan Schneider thing. And like you said a minute ago, Shelley, it could be Armageddon if he doesn't sell it. Because I might deactivate. Oh, I, I absolutely think it be our. It's already starting. You know, fans are already starting to say it on Twitter. Mm. Um, you know that that would be the final straw, and I do believe it would be for me as well. I can't see myself continuing. I can't. 
there's too much PTSD for, for fans and it's been too much toxicity. I can't see another 25 plus years under Snyder. Mm. Um, it's just too much. We won't. This have has been, years. He won't be, he'll be gone. He'll be gone. Trust me. But this time, this time next much. year, he will not be here. This and, time and, in six and, months, he won't be here. Fans can't take it. I mean, they tried putting Tanya, you know, as the face of the franchise. That didn't work. She got her feelings hurt. You know, she now she's, you know, nowhere to be seen now because she got her feelings hurt. They booed her. And, you know, it's just not working. And fans have had enough. They're fed up. Mm. And yeah. It's yeah. just, yeah. No, as it fans, is. As fans, we are. As fans, simple as that. You know, yeah. we need. We want, on. yeah. The thing is, as well, we'll watch it. Fans, just finishing up on this little top tip before we get into some fan submissions today. You know, we want it all, and we want it all quickly. I mean, um, I remember chatting. I still chat to obviously when I chatted to Maurice and Shelley. I remember back when when we started podcasting in twenty twenty, we were talking about this. How Washington fans, we haven't got any patience anymore. We want a nice stadium. We want a winning team because year after year, season after season, we churn out crap. And that's mainly a lot of it. 80% of it is due to the owner. You know, you've had owner interference in draft picks. We've had owner interference in all sorts. We've had off the field drama. Everything, it always comes back to, well, I don't really want to go to Washington because I don't want to be involved in that toxicity that is surrounding this organization. Once that's lifted, you might get really good players out in free agency going, do you know what? I'll, I'll go to Washington. I'll give, I want to play under B enemy. I want to go and be in that team. I want to be in that organization under whoever the owner is. If it's Bezos, whether it's Jay-Z, whether it's anyone, whether it's flipping Barney the dinosaur, I don't care. As long as it's not Dan Snyder. But hey, I digress. Uh, Andy, let's talk some football. Mm-hmm. Shelley, let's talk some football. Um, Steve Andy, 42, uh, really good guy, good listener to the podcast. Always me and him always have good, uh, healthy discussions on Twitter. But he is a he's a good dude. And all by all accounts, Steve, you're a very good golfer. Uh, Andy. <laughs> Will Anton Harrison fall to us in the second round of uh, the draft? Uh, he says, we are going into the draft looking to strength, uh, strengthen the front six first, then let free agency take care of the defence. Um, Andy, we've said many times, Shelley, you probably heard, we've talked about that front six getting, you've got, you can't ignore this. It can't be like me, Andy yeah, and Freddie and yeah. Shelley. And like, we were all talking about last season, don't ignore linebacker. But, he kind of did, and they kind of did it. Well, we got away with that because of Curl. He could play yeah. in so many different positions. Mm-hmm. But with the offensive line, yeah, it's just... It's Anton just Harrison, over. I think it's he's, just like, yeah, he's, he's a left a, tackle, isn't he? He's a yeah, left tackle, Anton Harrison. From Washington, D.C. as well. He's a home He's very boy. good. He's very mm-hmm. good. Um, I, But I can't see him come out the first. Um, uh, I think he's probably going to be the number... I reckon, I think the number two left tackle off the board, I think. Okay. So he's going to be going to be kind of... Around the eighteen twenty mark, I think. I, th- I don't think it's going to fall to the second to us. So really, yeah. Don't don't get your hopes up on that one. Mm. Shelley, what do you uh, think about the uh, the O line? Obviously, I know you and I have spoke about this many times. You know, uh, and a lot of fans are saying, "Yeah, great, have Sam Howell back there, have Crime Tom Brady back there." But if you can't protect him, if he's only holding on to, the... it seemed last season a lot of the time that ball was snapped, and four seconds later, our QB was on the floor. Or, no. you know, our QB was having to throw the ball away because, you know, our tackles couldn't couldn't do us the basic things that you expect in the NFL and try and keep your quarterback safe for less than five seconds. Uh, what do you make of what needs to be done with the O-line? We've said many times in this show, the whole O-line, I think, needs looked at. We cannot, for the love of God, ignore that in this draft. We've got to stack that offensive line. If we don't, we're going to be sitting here this time next season having the same discussion. 
So. Oh, it's exhausting, Andy and Andy. <laughs> um, <laughs> what a pop duo that would be. It's just so exhausting because I feel like I've been, you know, just talking about the O-line for, gosh, 15 years, I think, because I'm frustrated with it because everyone wants franchise quarterback, franchise quarterback, franchise quarterback. But look at our history. We break quarterbacks. And why do we break quarterbacks? Because they had like one or two pieces on the O-line, you know, one or two star players on the O-line and one would leave. And then, you know, they think they can, they can, you know, get journeymen in here or guys off the street or injuries would happen. I mean, we've, we've been having our fourth and fifth center for how many years now? Two, Mm -hmm. two, two or three years now. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it's just, Injuries have plagued us. I get that. They didn't think that that would happen. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's been going on since back in the Jay Gruden days. I'm tired of O-line issues. Um, If you build it, they will come. I mean, we can't get a quarterback in here if we keep breaking them. I mean, we've been breaking quarterbacks since 2012. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. some of them were already broke by the time we got them, the amount of veterans we get. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, we could argue all the way back they're to hob- They're hobbling into the building. They're about hobbling out. Well, Carson Wentz was hobbling in, wasn't he? Let's face it. I'd say Theismann was, you know, that was a horrible, horrible. I mean, that we can't we can't say that because that was that was Taylor. That was Lawrence Taylor, and Joe Jacoby wasn't in on that play. But you know, we won't we won't go back that far. But we have been breaking quarterbacks since. 2012 and that's a horrible legacy to have and I don't want that legacy you know I want to get back to being known for a great offensive line and we're not known for that yeah our offense our offensive line last year was horrendous it was just horrendous Norwell should have never been on our offensive line I've never seen such a poor ass play by an by somebody on the offensive line. I mean, he I, hit a pocket of air and just fell over. He didn't even get up out of the stance. I genuinely believe that I'm better than Norwell. I genuinely yeah. believe that because he is Mate, that bad. I'm I mean, genuinely believe I'm better bad. than Norwell, and I I weigh the I, I'm like a feather. <laughs> <laughs> you know He's awful, I mean? man. He's genuinely awful. I mean, you see, I've seen so many plays. I've seen so much tape on you know, after the match, after the games and stuff. And you look at the old line, and they go, okay, it's a power run to the right. And all you see is Noel running to the left. It's like the guy doesn't know where he's going. Like, what's going on with this dude? And that's someone the reason why the guys are going L, Someone needs to put L and R on his hands and his feet. So they can look down and go, <laughs> the guy's horrible, mate. To the rear, he's going, bro, right <laughs> The guy is horrible. He's genuinely yeah. horrible. He is, he yeah. is bad. Him and yeah, Trey Turner, um, man. Steve, great question. Steve uh, Turner, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, Steve, great question. Anton Harrison, yeah, um, with, uh, with Andy. I, I mean, to, I had a little look up. I just when, uh, when Steve sent in that question, actually, I jumped on yeah, YouTube and watched a little bit of it. He's really good. His feet are so I watched like two bits on I watched yeah. a few clips on YouTube. I was like, yeah, this guy's not coming to us. <laughs> <laughs> unless you pick him at 16. That's the yeah. point. Maybe you might get it there. Yeah, but... unless we pick him yeah, at 16. you're not getting him in a um, second. No chance. Kind of a double. Shelly, you can start with this one. Um, Jesse uh, from the Bleeding Burgundy podcast. Shout out to Jesse and the great work they're doing over there. Uh, they've got some English guy in there. And I don't know who he is. Hartley, Fartley, <laughs> something like that. I don't know who he is. Ten shit. Ten shit. Yeah, ten, ten shits. Shit. I don't know what his name is. But he's all right at podcasting <laughs> now. You know, my little pad one. Um, um, Shelly, uh, Jesse says... Why are fans clamoring for a tight end early in the draft or want to spend big in free agency when we have three young studs that haven't fully developed yet? 
Turner, Rogers, and Bates. Logan and a Logan Thomas fully healthy after injury. He says fix the O line, and and the tight end issues will be worked out. Uh, the tight and Stephen Robinson also says uh, who's who's more likely to be cut, Logan or Rulier? Uh, that's kind of we can tie in with the low. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a great question, by the way. Yeah. I mean, I pray to God it ain't Logan. Yeah, Shelley, <laughs> um, you know, a lot of a lot of good teams. I've always thought this when I watch the NFL. If you look at all the good teams over there, Kansas City now when they just won the Super Bowl, uh, back to the Patriots, always had solid tight ends and good tight ends. It's, a, it's an unutilized and underrated position, I feel, in NFL teams. If you've got a good tight end, you know, and that's the solid for the for the little dink and dunk. You can use them for blocks. You can get them down the field. You know, you know, bloody hell, Tom Brady made a living out of it. You know, he won how many Super Bowls? He's one of the greatest. You know, I might not like Gronkowski, but he's one of the best tight ends to ever play the game. The guy's an absolute doofus and can't act for shit, but <laughs> he's a great tight end. Shelley, where are you with our tight ends? Everyone knows Logan Thomas is my guy, but uh, Jesse's basically asking why are fans clamoring for a tight end early in the draft? Do you think that's a way we could go? And to Steve's question, do you think that uh, Logan Thomas might be cut? They've been, you know, a lot of fans have been talking about cutting Logan Thomas because of, or, you know, maybe possibly restructuring his deal. I'm not sure if he would restructure or not. Um, he's coming, you know, he was coming off of Big injury. a tough injury, a really mm. tough injury. And he had a bad, they had a bad play caller in Scott Turner, you know? So in combination with him coming back and trying to work, you know, off that injury and having a a play caller that is pure ass and Scott Turner, you know, Logan Thomas did not look good when he came back. I mean, let's just, let's call it like we see it. He didn't look good. His routes were horrible and um, he was not blocking good. It, was, it wasn't the Logan Thomas we were accustomed to seeing. Let's just put it that way. If I think it was a combination of him, you know, coming off that injury, working it out. I don't think he was a hundred percent. And I think that, you know, again, Scott Turner, Scott Turner. I mean, let's just, I think it was a combination. I think it was a combination of things. Now, is he worth the money that he's, you know, his, he's currently at probably not. I mean, I would restructure Will he restructure? I don't know. I mean, they may give him a chance to test the free agency market and see what he could get. You know, he could try that. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I would not necessarily want to draft a tight end because they take too long to develop. You know, tight end is, is typically a very difficult position to just draft somebody and just plug and play. That's not how it works. You know, mm -hmm. with tight ends, they're not, it's not easily, you know, they don't go from college to the NFL. Yeah, as you imagine, college tight end and NFL tight end are night and day. Andy, right. you watch, I know it's Andy, not... you watch some college football. I mean, you can appreciate this, mm. you know, tight end at college game and tight end for the Washington oh, Commanders. It's, oh, it's massive. Is, it's massive. Yeah. The verbiage, the blocking schemes, everything yeah, that goes with it. It's different. Mm -hmm. And it's really mm -hmm. difficult to make that mm -hmm. transition and it, it can take time. So I, I would personally want to keep Logan Thomas, you know, especially now that we have EB and see what EB could get out of him. Yeah, I would yeah. love, love to keep him, but I would also want to restructure that deal. Hmm. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Jesse also, like, Jesse just finished off his tweet there. He's like, look, tight ends at the bottom of his list. He's like, O line, cornerback, quarterback, linebacker. He's like, there's other priorities for this team. I mean, no, I, agree. We're, we're, I completely agree with Jesse. Uh, yeah, I, I'm kind I of with Jesse. I wouldn't on, want to draft tight yeah. end. I think I it mean, would be a waste of a draft pick for me when we have other needs, mm? but that's me. Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, from a, from a uh, devil's advocate side of things, why are you seeing a lot of fans going, Let, let's go and get this like elite tight end, maybe like a Michael Mayer at 16, something like that, because they see what the enemy was doing with Kelsey, and Kelsey is just a total mismatch to anybody, and that's why he's so good. Mm. Um, and I think that's the reason one of the best, he, or, 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 the best tight the end in the league. Yeah, he is, well, he is, he is the best tight end in the league right end, now, yeah. and he's and he's going to be a Hall of Famer at some point. I mean, mm. and. And to be fair, though, look at the how many true elite tight ends are there in the NFL right now. Kelsey and Kittle. Kelsey and Kittle. I think, yeah. there's, I think there's three. I think Andrews as well for uh, Baltimore is really good. That's it. There's nobody else at, at that true elite level. So, mm. I mean, Michael Mayer could be. He is a stud in in college, but you say it takes a long time to learn the blocking schemes and all the rest of it. So, again, he'll take him time. You won't be able to come in and light the league up straight away. Mm. So, I, I'd rather stick with what we've got, what we've got now, and then see what we see can do. And see what we can do, and obviously with 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 Thomas, yeah, I think this should restructure, um, rather than cut him, um, just give him one more year and see what he can see if he's back to his best. See what he can see, do under the enemy. See what let's see what the enemy can do with him. Yeah, mm. if he, if he what do you stop... reckon to um Stephen's question then, uh, Andy? Uh, the biggest risk of being cut, you know, uh, I think I had the nine eighty on. I can't remember what day it was last week. I was out and about at work, and I put the nine eighty on my headphones, and they were talking about this like Logan Thomas and Rulier. I mean, in your opinion. Who is at the biggest risk of being cut from the team? The biggest risk is Logan mm. Thomas, but I do, but but Rulier is a close second. He really is. Because... Is he going to get restructured? Do you think Rulier? But he's already been... didn't he get restructured last, last season? Last year, as well? that's what I'm saying. They're not yeah. going to do it again, surely. Yeah, yeah. And it, oh, oh, if I'm him, I'm saying no. But then keep the money. It's one of them, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, cut me then. You know, yeah. and he probably goes somewhere else. The thing is with Rulier, he's so good, but he's not fit. He's he's never, he never stays healthy. Yeah. Last two years, he's ended his, 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 his season's been finished like half by halfway through the season. That's not good enough for your starting centre. And let's face it, our, our backup centres aren't good enough. I mean, last season, we got away with it. We did have a decent depth. You know, we had Keith Ishmael, who came in a fourth-choice centre, and yes, he did quite a decent job. He, got, he, let, he left in, at the end of the season. He, he got picked up by somebody in the practice, off the practice squad. Um, and then we had to play Schweitzer there, who can't snap a ball. You see what I mean? And Larson's the same. While the offensive offensive line plays better with one of those two playing, you know, really or Larson, because they are mm. genuine centres. But the problem is they're both injury prone. So we need we do need some fresh uh, fresh guys in there as well. So so I, I, I can understand if both of them got cut, to be honest. Yeah, no, you're right. Did. Yeah, yeah. I'm, oh, man, I hope that with Thomas. He's my dude, man. But... um. Catalyst uh, sent in a good question, Andy and Shelley. Um, can you please discuss punt and kick returns options? Also, maybe who the best guards are in free agency and the draft. Uh, Andy, that is definitely your expertise, my man. As for a kick return, uh, Shelley uh, and Andy, um, we haven't had a decent one for a couple. Well, we had one and we let him go. And he went to do Raiders. Uh, did the Raiders he went to? Uh, no, oh, he went to okay. um, charges. No, uh, so, charges out that way. Charges, out that way. Charges. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Um, Carter. Carter. Yeah. yeah. yeah he yeah, was. Did he? Wasn't he the first person to return a kickoff for a touchdown in X amount of years? Like Twelve years. It was on the like road, that, yeah, wasn't it? Crazy. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I know Antonio Gibson went back there for a little bit, and you know, it, 
it seems to be a position that doesn't get talked about a lot unless you're on Twitter during a game day because it's like, you know, oh, why can't we seem to return the ball past the 10-yard line? Or why, you know, we've, you know, we've got, you know, we've got one of on the other side, we've got one of the best punters in the league, but our punt return and kick return, I mean, do you put too much emphasis on that, Shelley? Do you pay much attention to it? Because as you say, DeAndre Carter was very good at what he did. I was really disappointed when we let him go because that boy when he caught the ball had genuine like he was like roadrunner he was gone yeah, yeah, and, speed and yeah, he yeah. could get you know he could get up to midfield a lot of the time and give us good starting field position and I think when you have got such a bad like Shelley said at the start of the show when you have got such a bad O-line like ours which we have had for predominantly for a few years now good field position is very underrated uh, at the moment at Washington. And, you know, it might seem simple, but like Catalyst says, he's like, you know, wants us to get into the, the kick return options for the Washington commanders. Shelley, what do you see as uh, our options right now? I don't know what our options are. I mean, they, they seem to be okay with Dax Milne. And, <laughs> and he's going to shoot himself. Where's Freddie's guy? I know. And I don't know why they're okay with Dax Milne. Like they're okay with, with below average or average, you know, like just catch the ball and fall forward, you know, play. And I don't know why that's, that's okay. You know, it just seems to be like, okay with mediocrity. And I'm not okay with that. The fans aren't okay Mm -hmm. with that. Mm -hmm. I would like to see, you know, someone like a, you know, J.D. McKissick, Jarrett Patterson, you know, because they remind me more of, you know, Brian Mitchell, you know, type, even though, you know, they're smaller. Yes, but they have speed like they can catch that ball. If there's some space in front of them. They're gone. They're like they're gone. And they just remind me of Brian Mitchell in in that aspect. And I I don't see Jared Pass- Patterson doing much, you know, like put him back there, see what he can do. Um. Mm-hmm. You know, or you could try AG, but I'd rather see AG use more in like a receiver slash running oh, back role. Could you imagine his fan base if he started fumbling a few returns? Oh my god! I know there's that <laughs> aspect too, but don't oh bring. Oh my it. god! I mean, I think, I mean, don't do that to the poor I mean, guy, it, man. <laughs> I mean, but, I've I've always, but I've always said that about Patterson and JD. You know, McKissick, that I just love their speed. I've always liked them used in screens more, you know, and they don't use the screen as much. Well, they didn't with Turner um, with them. But when they did and they would get out and open with blockers out in front, I mean, it was it was a thing of beauty. It just didn't happen that often. Mm. But um, with with. The punting game, I mean, I just would like to see someone – I would like to get back to more of a Brian Mitchell type of person, and that's who they remind me of. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I said – I said, I put me and Andy were texting back earlier. I was like, anyone that can get past the 40-yard line, anyone that can just – it's someone that can get up the field. And, uh, you know, it's, it's too often, you know, you look at our – you know, we're starting off on first down and we're, like, backed up halfway into our own fucking – quarter mm-hmm. of the field you're like man just every now and again i'd like us to just break one yeah exactly. just break one yeah, and it, not, doesn't, it never happens for us does it like ever yeah no, it's not Max no. Milne's thing it's just not his thing and you know no. that's where coaching concerns me because they should be able to see that and realize that mm. yeah yeah, yeah no. I, mean, I mean obviously when you look at kind of what the enemy's um press conference he was talking about what, what are we going to be playing what kind of style and all this 
And you, met, you mentioned complementary football right now. So complementary football includes special teams. Yeah. So so they've got to have some sort of idea, some sort of plan for it because the kit material we got now, Dax Milne, you know, um, I know AG did a little bit, but again, that's not that's not really his game. Um, punt return, Dax Milne, shocking, right? I mean, he's, he's good hands, but he, he's got no vision. You can tell he's got no vision. That's why he, he never breaks anything. Um, it's not his game. He's just he's just safe, safe pair of hands. That's why we yeah, use him. He can there. catch a ball. That's it. Yeah, he, he can catch the ball. That's it. Yeah, he can't. He can't make anything. He can't make anything happen once he's got it. Um, for me, I mean, I don't know much about who's available in free agency who would make a massive difference. But there's two guys that I know of in the um, in the uh, draft. draft coming up. The draft coming up this season who, who, who are quite explosive dudes. Uh, one's called uh, Devin Arcane um, from Texas A and M. He's a running back. Um, I mean, now again, these these times that this forty yard dash, obviously he's not he's not gone the combine. It's it was obviously in his in 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 his um own you know thing, yo. <laughs> yeah, but he but according to this, says he ran a four two four forty, right? So Jesus, so that is lightning, right? I mean, and and, and this guy averaged thirty three yards per kick return last season, so um, which is which is outstanding, and he was a fair, he was a thousand yard rusher this year as well, <laughs> so. So, I mean, he's going to be, the way they're saying he's going to be a second rounder, though, that's the only problem. I don't think mm. they're going to pick somebody like that in the, in the second round. I yeah, can't see he's doing it. I can't see he's picking that type of, type of guy. Uh, even though he, he, he looks like the real deal on, on, on film, I've seen. Mm. I've, only seen, I've only seen a few bits, I've seen loads, but he does look the real deal. Um, a little bit further down, uh, probably the third or fourth round, there, you've got a guy called LaDietrich Griffin. Um, he, uh, Mississippi State, he's a wide receiver. Um he had a four three four forty, but again, again, fast. I mean, but again, it's it's obviously in the clocks rather than actually on the combat. Yeah. Um, and he averaged thirty two yards per kick return last season as well. So, and, and we, he took one to the, he took one to the house for ninety two yards touchdown. So, um, he, these guys these guys can do it. You know what I mean? And he, he's more like a third fourth rounder. So mm. maybe maybe the fourth round if, if he's still around, they might be worthwhile taking a shot there. Yeah, no, it's uh, gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting what we uh, what we do in the draft. I haven't really thought about mm. you know we're kind of stuck in we literally are stuck in the middle. Uh, so it's gonna be I I like a lot of fans. I'd rather us concentrate on that O line. You know, give us some protection, and then if we still can't do anything, then well, you know, we really are in trouble. But whoever whoever is back there, I mean, people, it might not be Sam Howell. We don't know yet. But if it is a Sam Howell, whoever's back there, I put a tweet out in the week saying, look, if it's Sam Howell and a lot of people are like well doesn't matter whoever it is yeah and that's what i meant whoever is our qb we have to give them the chance to even make plays if they're not getting the chance you know but if they're already laying with half a ton of grass up their nose by the time terry mclaurin's even got out of his route then we're screwed we're not going to make any mm-hmm. plays in any game in you know in any matchup well, that, in was the the NFL. that was the problem with scott turner wasn't it you mm. know he, he kept he, trying yeah. to, he kept trying to find the deep ball mm. but the problem is the play could develop Less than two seconds of mm. the guys in, in the QB's face, and it's like, yeah. well, you need you need at least four to five second time yeah. Yeah. to be able you to need, wait. For you need to, to set your up. feet. You need to. And you need to see it. where your receivers are. You know, what I mean, you can't just, yeah. you know, do it. And Heineke did it well sometimes. He threw a lot of hero Hollywood ball and got lucky. You can't rely on that every single game. You have to get your quarterback yeah. set. You, you know, it's if you're going to go for these kind of routes, yeah. And it was fucking Scott Turner. He was fucking useless. I mean, I mean, is that, does that question still mention guards as well, or? The, on the uh, question you had there from that guy, yeah, I, yeah, uh, no, doesn't mention God. Doesn't mention God. Okay, no, no, but you know, it's it's a great question. To be fair, I mean, yeah, it really is. I mean, but it's going to be interesting what we do in the draft. But um, mm-hmm. Shelley, mm-hmm. it's been mm-hmm. awesome 
to have you finish uh women's month on the uh bunker podcast it's good to uh podcast with you again my friend it's uh, it's like the good old days here i know it's been fun i really appreciate you guys having me i tried to keep my f-bombs down ah oh, fuck it you can do what you want don't worry about it no, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, Shelley. It's uh, it's been awesome. It's also it's always good uh, to speak football with you. Always good to talk with you. And uh, yeah, it's not two o'clock in the morning where me, you, uh, your husband, and my wife are doing Jaeger bombs like we were a couple. Oh, weeks ago. I, know, I know. That was uh, that's for a whole different uh, story. But uh, yeah, a whole and, uh, yeah. other show. Oh, whole other, and yeah, I have, to, show. I have oh. to get back to fucking laundry and cleaning now. <laughs> well, Shelley, thanks I'll so much. now. Thank you so much for uh, coming on. Uh, no doubt, I will. I will Guys, speak to you thanks, Andy, Andy, and Freddie. Uh, Freddie had to go. Oh, nice he's, to meet uh, you. He's being a he's being a father. He's a, he's a busy man, old Freddie. But Andy, always a pleasure, my man. Uh, we will do this all again next week. Let's see what breaking news we can find to this. No, no, this team will give us something next week. But uh, make sure you go and check us out on Twitter at Commander Bunker is where we are. Uh, the link tree is there. Apple, Google, Spotify, fucking wherever there's a bloody podcast. Uh, and the YouTube channel, hopefully all being well, will be up and running within the next week. So you can come and see our ugly mugs on YouTube. But everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Bunker. I've been your host, Andy Burrows, with my great friend, Andy Scouse Lockhart, Freddie Ham, and my awesome, my bestie, Shelley Jordan. Till next time, everybody, bunker down and stay safe. Like, uh... You got me for like 10 minutes. Oh, wow. Thanks for gracing us. Last week was 15 minutes. This week, you made us wait this long, bro. You make us wait this all day for this. What do you want me to do? What do you, what do you want me to do? You want me to bin the boy? Is that what you want? I want you to tie him yeah. up in the basement, give him, him a little toy gun to play around with, get him some practice. And I left then, yeah. him, hey, I left him alone for five minutes. He walks he into the kitchen. Pants. He's got he's got piss all over the front of his pants. <laughs> what do you want well, me to do? There's yeah, this week's outtakes done. Yeah, no, Shelly, I wasn't late. I was here on time. I was gone because I had to change my son's pants. Hey, dude, it, try having two of those at once. Oh, uh, and something else. Shelly, does does Andy give you shit about your guns like he does to me? Oh, yeah. I was in our house <laughs> giving her shit about her guns. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm married to a country boy, too. So, uh, yeah, but Mike gave it. Trust me, Mike gave it right back to him. So. Oh, we had a good yeah. we had a good debate me and mike it was uh oh, it was right. good it was interesting and he's a lot bigger than me so i shut my mouth and just carried on talking no the funny thing is like <laughs> the funny thing is we've been recording like the the pods that we've been recording over the course of the past month like uh scouse and andy have heard about the like the new guns i've been getting and so like we got on earlier and like guys i got something new They're like oh is it another gun I'm like no it's a it's a safe for my guns <laughs> It's so weird. It's so funny, Freddie, because when Andy was here, Mike mm -hmm. won a gun in a gun raffle. So it was so funny because <laughs> he won it like Andy was his lucky charm or something. <laughs> you wait till I come back in September, I'll probably win another one. I told Andy when he comes uh next time he's in the States, I want to take him shooting. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. I think Andy, Mike I'm gonna wants him to shoot while he's here too yeah he wanted Maybe me to I'm go gonna... hunting that's not happening i'm never shooting no, an animal wanna... i'm never doing anything like that no i got i got a friend who's got a, who's got a private range out here and he's got an ar-15 i'm gonna put in your hands oh mike great can't fucking wait <laughs> mike has an ar-15 too i'm Does not he? yeah i'm not proud of this that. is the most american <laughs> podcast i think i've ever been on hey listen i didn't want him to get that by the way i don't but there's there there there's well you know people argue me with me about this there there's no practical 
use no. for an AR. It's just it's it, it's it's just something that's that's fun to shoot. It's pretty. Oh yeah, all guns are fun to shoot. I yeah. look at it as collectible, well, or if yeah. the world yeah. was to end, or zombie apocalypse. Yeah. That's the well, only like the way crazy. But like the crazy thing too with um with guns like that because it's not like it's not like a video game where people think because literally you load the clip in this thing and and you're like and it's it's out in 10 seconds you know yeah so and then so then the rest of your afternoon is just you're you spend all this time loading your mags and then poor andy Andy and andy are just sitting here like what the hell i know (laughs) it's it's we have a mental health issue yeah. Well, <laughs> welcome to this week's edition of the bunker. We're right. going to talk about and, gun and crime in America. Right. This, gun crime in America. This episode welcome. is going to last exactly sixteen hours and forty-four minutes. No, welcome, but we do, we do need to adjust our gun. Um, you know how available they are, our gun control. But anyways, moving anyway, on. Can we please record a? Podcast? I can. Yeah. I <laughs> I took okay. the class and I have my permit. Damn it. Okay, let's move on. Okay, yeah, yeah that's Fre- that's Freddie's ten minutes up. He's got to go now. <laughs> Can, will you let Will you let me speak? Will you let me fucking talk? You limey bastard! Right. Right, who's doing it? You want to do it? Yeah, yeah, you do it. Go on then. Let fucking me do, do it. it. Yeah, don't all screw right. it up this week. It's my fucking podcast. You take oh, all the credit for it. That's okay. Yeah, that's all right. Thank you. <laughs> I am the fucking bunker. I am the bunker. <laughs> I am. This <laughs> is bunker. <laughs> Hey everybody, thank you so much for checking out today's episode of The Bunker. Make sure you go and check us out on all social media. You can find us on Twitter at Commander Bunker. On Facebook, just search The Bunker. 